The Helipod is brought to you by The Orth, the best looking, best feeling, highest performing athleisure apparel on the planet. MJD wears it all the time. I wear it almost every single day. Get yourself ready for winter and fall. They have some awesome joggers for you or your lady, some hoodies, jackets, or if you're a lady listening to the pod for your man, uh, they look great. California cool. They perform even better. You've heard me talk about it before. I had a buddy who was ordering for the first time. He said, should I go with the bank shorts or the core shorts? I like the built-in liner. It just makes everything easier. You have nothing to worry about. You slip it on and you go. The core shorts are awesome. Uh, perfection for everything, uh, really, with Viore. Uh, hoops, yoga, Peloton. You can wear it anywhere. You wear it on the plane. Traveling more now, probably, if you're, uh, if you're out there in the real world. Check them out. Viore. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off your first order today. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off your first order today. And with that word from our presenting sponsor, we're ready to get rolling. Week 11 has arrived. The helipod with Maurice Jones-Drew starts now. MJD, you're all smiles. You're looking fresh and spry, as busy as you've been. That's amazing. Yeah, you know what, Dan? It's 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 uh, midway through the season, but you know, one thing that we do have to talk about is is youth football. You know, we're opening up with youth football. How'd you guys do? Well, hold on. You know, we were dedicated to our team. We've been dedicated to the process, and so we made it to the championship game. Unlike you. Who allows your son to play multiple sports? I can't believe it. At the same time, craziness. But anyways, we uh, we beat the Pleasant Hill uh, Falcons. Nice. Um, we got after them last uh, the semifinals, and it was a, it was a physical game. Really prepared us for this championship game. Um, got a little chippy at the end, but that's football, right? You know, they're eighth graders. They're going to high school. They don't want to lose. You know, going in, and so we play this team called the Clayton Valley uh, Eagles who played right before us in the semifinal game. Cause you know how they put the, like they put the same age group together. Right. So you can scout. It's easy just so you can scout type of thing. Anyways. Um, after they won their players point to our players and they're like, we want y'all. We want to see you guys. Right. And, you know, I told our guys, listen, let's take care of business first. And then we'll, we'll talk, we'll handle them and we'll get to them. And the coaches, we did a great job that week. And, that team, the Clayton Valley Eagles, we beat early in the year, thirty-seven to thirty-six. So it was, it was a good game. And and their head coaches saw me and my son at a high school football game and didn't say anything to me. Went right to my son and was like, "We're going to see you in the Turkey Bowl." So, All right, coach. You know, he just smiled. My son said, "Ah, uh, he didn't say nothing to me though. He don't right. ever want. They don't ever want to talk to me. He's still. He's one of those. Um, you know." He's a dad that wants to compete, and I love it. I love people that want to compete. So, anyways, let me get to the game. So, anyways, Dan, we get to the game, and uh, you know we're ready to go. We 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 were a little um, dull in warmups, so we were rated. Uh, we we hit a little bit in warmups because I was like, we need to hit. We need to wake it up a little bit. We're not we're not we don't have the the vision. I didn't see it in their eyes that look that you need to have going into a championship game. So we bang a little bit, then we get back on track and we get our stuff going. And we come out. And so I told my boy three weeks ago, I said, in the championship game, the first play I call once we get on the left hash is going to be I left, Oz left, Z reverse pass. 
I said, oh, and it's going to score. Oh, you out with a reverse pass. Oh, yeah. You you got to. You got to just, if it's a trick play, you got to get it out right away. I'm not, okay. I don't like to hold it. Let's get it out. Let's just go ahead and run it, right? So we've been repping this thing for like three or four weeks. And every time we ran it in practice against a defense, it was stopped. I was so nervous calling this play, Dad. I'm, t- I'm like, our corners were locking up the receiver and everything. It was crazy. So it never once got completed in practice. Our our reverse player who was throwing it got tackled twice for like a 10-yard loss. And my boy was like, you sure you want to call this? I was like, bro, we got to. The kid's been practicing. So I call it. Third play of the game, Dan. Third play of the game. And it goes for like a 50-yard touchdown. And that's when it's it, the onslaught came. Wow. <laughs> and we, we end up beating this team 48-6. to six. Hold on, dude. Like, that's big, big cojones to call that third play of the game when you didn't work in practice all week. Yeah, no, not all, all month. We've been running it since, like, before the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? What are we out here for? It's the last game of the year. What are we <laughs> out here doing? What are we doing? We got to go out here and make it go. And we, ju- hey, we jumped on them. It was 22 to zero at one point. Um, right before half, we scored with no time left in half. We um, and then we came out, they went down and scored on like a, they had an athletic quarterback that would run around. And right. we ran, uh, you ever, you, I don't know if you ever played Madden, your son won't understand this. And people that understand it too, we ran QB contained. So our DNs rushed to the quarterback, but they never went after him. They just stayed wide and made him stay in the pocket. So there's things you do like against Cam and Lamar. You don't go after him. You make him sit in the pocket and like stay there. And so, and we let our D tackles rush. We had a spy. We, we shut him down. Uh, but anyways, we ended up winning the game. It was a great game. I've been chasing this turkey bowl for five years and I finally got it. It was fun. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to Deuce. Oh, this is a, this is not, that's not only, that's only the beginning of it. The whole organization that I was with the East County Lions, where I put it on game day final, every level went undefeated and won a championship. First time ever, ever in our, in our little league history, which is like 60 years that a team went undefeated throughout and won the championship, the whole league, the whole organization. It's like coming full circle for you. De La Salle, you don't lose a game. And now Coach MJD leads the East County Lions to victories on every level. That's strong, bro. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a good game. It was a good day for us. So, you know, that's a great way to start the pod. Now we can go to all the nonsense that we got to talk about here. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Some of it's nonsense. I love the update. I love the update. I wish I had one on my son, but uh, they're playing like consolation games and uh, not nearly as exciting. I got to tell you this too, by the way, your son, the jerseys that your son has, the, the bird, like the, the blue and white. Yeah. Right. That's the same. That's the, uh, they're the Eagles. Yeah. So the, the, that's the old, the old organization that I used to play with the T-Birds. That's their same uniform. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Exact same. Man, you know, it's so funny because he likes to get all swagged out, right? He was wearing one of the sleeves on one of his calves, and he has the little NFL towel on the back. This was good, though. He's going to kill me for telling the story, but he ordered a visor. His coach didn't want him wearing visors, but since they were knocked out of the playoffs, this was a consolation game. He wore the visor. I walk up, and he likes when I take pictures, right? I've only been able to go to like two or three games this year because I'm always working. So I bring the camera out. First pass to him. He plays tight end, as you know. He has the visor on. He turned around kind of late, and the pass was on him right away. So he drops the first pass right through his hands. He comes over to the sideline. I told him, I said, if you're going to wear that visor, 
you know, coach is going to be pissed. You better not drop any balls. Right. Comes over, cuts the, cuts the visor off. And then he gets after it and he has pick six plays better Has a couple catches. They win, they roll. But uh, anyway, he was too swagged out. Sometimes you can be too swaggy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I I get it. Back in the day, I had the visor. I had them all, you know, it was old school, but whatever. Nobody wants to hear about my playing days. They'd rather hear about uh, what you think about what's coming up. Dude, Cam Newton. I'm sitting there in the direct TV studios at the fantasy zone, watching all these games with Lindsey Rhodes and James Coe and all these guys. And Cam Newton, first two touches, he scores. He runs for one. He throws for one. He comes to the sideline. Classic Cam, you know, perfect smile, looks into the camera. I'm back, takes the helmet off. And it just reminds me, as exciting of a player as Cam has been, he is one of the great front runners in American history, not just sports history, but American history, right? Like nobody wins better than Cam and nobody loses worse than Cam. Because when things go south, Cam is emotional. a big time powder. He's emotional. And it's tough when your team leader, when your quarterback does that type of thing. But it does look like he is going to be the starter against Washington this week. And I ask you this, we'll get into this game in a minute, but let's say Cam comes and balls out. What are the chances of him being the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2022? Oh, I, I, I think they'll definitely sit with Cam. You know, the Sam Darnold experiment is over. Like, right. When your coach comes out and pretty much says like, we're losing because of you. Right. Like Matt rule came out a couple, was it a week ago before they found out Sam's shoulder was all messed up and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. He was like, bro, you just can't turn the ball over like that. Like you, you can't do that. Right. I think this is, this is my personal take. Cam brings three different things, three different things to this organization that they, they didn't have. He brings the charisma and the energy. Those, those two things there when Cam is there and we saw when they went 15 and one, the, the Panthers were one of the toughest teams to play, right? Like they were happy. Guys were energy, energetic. They were firing like, and you saw that against Carolina. You saw that. They just took over. The defense was playing lights out. Everyone was playing well. The other thing they bring, a, a physical nature. He brings a physicality to their offense that they haven't had in a long time since he's been there, right? He's running the ball. Um, When he runs the ball, it, it forces the teams to account for him, right? He's 6'6", 250 pounds. Isaiah Simmons, he will, he pretty much just ran, ran through Isaiah Simmons scoring that first touchdown. Who's mm-hmm. what? Six, four, two, two thirty five or something. Big right? Dude. Like, yeah, like, like Cam's a big dude. And the last thing that Cam brings is versatility, right? Now with Cam in there, you have to prepare for the run game for Cam as a runner, which is going to open up for McCaffrey, which open up for Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Chuba Hubbard. You got more guys you have to account for now. Where with Sam, you weren't really worried about Sam would scramble, but they didn't really really run too many design run plays like they would for Cam, if that makes sense. And so just that one piece brought those three things to your team and to your offense. Don't be surprised the Panthers make the playoffs this year. And if they do make the playoffs this year, Cam will be the quarterback next year for sure. Really? You don't think you don't think now here's one thing where I, I think it could be an issue. David Tepper, the new Panthers owner, wants a top shelf, top 10, big name quarterback, right? 
Do you think that the fact that they are on the books for Darnold's fifth-year option, which is going to cost them $18 million next year, terrible decision, does that preclude them from going after somebody else and maybe help Cam's cause for being the starting quarterback next year? Because you could pay him, say, say 20 right? And you're on the books for 18. So that would be like paying a quarterback basically $38 million, right? Which is what it would cost you with, with Watson or Rogers or one of those guys that could potentially be available. Yeah. I, I mean, that helps Cam's I, cause, right? Yeah. It, it helps Cam's cause, but I think if they want a top notch guy, they may, you know, try to trade up in the draft to get one. If there's one out there that they like, there's not, um, no, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, you called my boys though. So don't say that. They may well, like Carson Strong or Jake Hayner. You just never know. Don't don't do that. Oh, because I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, be, I don't, be, be respectful. Their games. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but I don't. You just don't know. I I think though for right now, if the Panthers are in win now mode, which I would still, you could still keep Cam and draft a top ten QB, trade up and get a top ten QB, and let Cam still do his thing with this kid working. You know what I'm saying? That's, and then when you're done with Cam, then you let him go. And you can still, you know, keep Sam Darnold there and all that. Like, that's that's how I would do it. Um, if you're trying to go get Aaron Rodgers in them, then you got to find a way to dump Sam Darnold, which is going to be tough to do. You know, yeah, or are you, or I, you just going to eat that? Well, they're going to eat it one way or the other. I could see them maybe paying somebody like they did with Teddy and the Broncos to take Sam off their hands. I just don't know what the market is for Sam right now. You would have to literally say – Hey, we're going to pay 16.5 million of his $18 million deal. And you get him for a million and a half as your backup, right? Like that's, that's it. For sure. I mean, this is the thing. And Dan, we've talked about this and and I tell people this all the time, who you are on Saturday is 90%, 99% who you'll be on Sunday. And what Sam was at USC is the same thing. He's been here. Who he was at the jets. It's the same thing. He's been here at Carolina. And so you, you like people, we try to talk ourselves out of it, but now you've talked yourself into an issue. Now, Cam, on the other hand, I don't know. Cam was really good for the Patriots for a time before he got COVID. So that means he can still play. He can still go out there and play. He may not be the explosive well, I don't as he I, used to be. I wouldn't say really good, MJD. Cam was before he got COVID, he had the Patriots rolling. He threw for 400 yards against the Seahawks. He, he that was an aberration. He wasn't throwing the football like the old Cam. That's the but, biggest but this, question. This, mark for this me. is the Can thing, he still though. Throw the football. He, this is the thing, though. Who did who, who was he throwing the ball to last year? Jacoby Myers and the Miracles and uh, Nikhil Harry. Exactly. So you got him now with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and then Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. It's a, you may get a different camp, right? Because now he has guys to throw the ball to now. I love to see him on the in those packages, but as he's going to start this week. I can't wait to see how your team, the football team, is going to be able to really how they're going to scheme, how Jack Dario and his defense is going to scheme around Cam, right? Because you're going to get some read option. You're going to get some different things that you haven't seen in a while. And that's what made Carolina one of those dangerous teams was that their offense and what they did was so different from everyone else that it was like, it's like when you play like, um, Okay, so if I'm calling the Arizona-Washington State game. Arizona just played Utah, who runs the ball more than anyone in the pack. Now they're about to play Washington State, who throws the ball all around the yard. Like, how do you – you got to be able to prep for both of those, right? And that's the same with Carolina. Carolina runs an offense – well, they ran an offense when Cam was there that no one else could run because of Cam. And you had to have that one off week to prep for it and try to do it. And that's what allowed them to be so good. 
Well, nobody knows that offense better than Scott Turner, who's now the offensive coordinator with Washington, and Ron Rivera, who's now the head coach with Washington. That game, we'll we'll dig into that game a little bit in the game picks, but that's going to be uh, that's a lot of spice added to a pretty vanilla matchup with Ron Rivera returning to uh, to Carolina. Let's move on to the Chiefs. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the sky was falling. Mahomes' game was being picked apart. Kansas City had a historically bad defense. And now they've won three in a row. They're the only team in the AFC West with six wins, and all is right again. I mean, they look like they were firing on all cylinders when they were taking on the Raiders. I mean, you had Kelsey with 119 yards, Williams with uh, 101 receiving yards, Tyreek with a couple of touchdowns, Pringle getting in on the action, and uh, Mahomes passing for over 400 yards with five total TDs. Are you – are you convinced that the ship has been righted with the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I, th- I think I think defensively they've kind of clamped it down a little bit. Uh, the Green Bay game really showed that, even though it was against Jordan Love, they were kind of all over. They were finding ways to get pressure. Um, I think the addition of Melvin Ingram allows them to put Chris Jones back inside, which is where he's been the most dominant. And now you have another pass rusher there to help Frank Clark. Uh, so that was a really good trade. But this is the thing, and I'm going to say this. When you looked at this game with the Raiders, Patrick Mahomes won for the pocket on four of the five touchdowns, right? He sat in the pocket. He threw the ball. There was no improvising. It was literally like he was going, right? When he does that, they're dangerous. Now, the one play, and I said this on game day final, that terrified me was the throw he threw and the running back went over the guy and caught it. It was like a great play. You have you can't have more. You can't have those, right? Because if you live in that world, that's a 70-25 ball where normally the DB would come down with it if it's anybody that, that can, you know, find the ball. Um, and so if you throw from the pocket, they did a great job of finding a way to get Tyreek open. They did a great job of getting Kelsey going. Like, but it was all from the pocket, and he was going through his progressions. And that's why I thought they looked really good. And when it wasn't there, you know what he did, Dan? He didn't improvise. What did he do? Just threw it to his running back. Boop, mm-hmm. go ahead, Darrell Williams, take the ball down the sidelines. That's when they're at their best because now you can do whatever you want down the field, take away all the defense, we'll check it down and we'll get 15, and we're okay with that. He wasn't okay with that early in the year. He was trying to go for the big play. So now that he's taken the, the, the small gains, that's what's going to allow the big plays to open up, and I think that's when they'll become dangerous. But it, it to me, they, they made a, um, a fundamental correction to how they're playing the game. And I think that's really good um, on their part. Well, they figured out what was going wrong. They've reeled off three in a row. Uh, They have the Cowboys coming up, which will be in our pick segment. And then the Broncos and the Raiders, who they just punished. So you could be looking at a 9-1 football team here. And us once again talking about Kansas City potentially getting to the uh, Super Bowl on the AFC side. On the NFC side, your Rams – look like they are having major, major issues right now. And it's not just the injury to Robert Woods. It's not just trying to build a super team at midseason, adding Odell and Von Miller. To me, it's what's going on with Matthew Stafford. And you're there, you're calling these games. He's had a couple of real stinkers. And everybody was so excited to see what would happen when you get this arm talent together with Sean McVay. And you know, people seem to forget, you know, over the years, I know it was Detroit, but Stafford had 
some pretty crummy moments, and some of those issues have raised their uh, ugly head once again. What are you seeing with Matthew Stafford? Yeah, I mean, I I think he's had two bad games. I, I think we knew that was going to happen. It wasn't as if we thought he was going to come out and play perfect the whole season. Um, first, I'll say this. The Tennessee Titans, it had nothing to do with Stafford. They were just getting beat up front. And the Rams, they struggle with big, big interior linemen. Their interior line isn't big and strong. They're more quick and agile to run their zone schemes and their play action pass. Um, so when they do get bigger, stronger guys, they get walked back to the quarterback and Matthew Stafford is not protected. Um, we saw that from the very beginning. The Chicago Bears got after Stafford. Uh, Keem Hicks was a couple of steps late at getting a sack. I mean, it, those those that that's kind of their flaw. They're chinking their armor at that standpoint. When you come to the Niners, they just can't beat the Niners. And I've said this before. I think I've said it on here. The Rams can beat everyone in the National Football League except for the San Francisco 49ers for some it's reason. Like, crazy. It's crazy. The Niners have a, a game plan offensively that they they know how to beat them. Um, and then defensively, they're physical. They're going to play press man. They're going to get in your face, and they're going to force your quarterback to throw. We, we thought it was a Jared situation, but it's not a Jared situation. It's a Rams situation. And – they just want to be more physical. We saw Tennessee do the same thing. The Rams, when they, you play a physical team like that, you got to be willing to fight back. And the Rams just don't do that as of now. Now you have a bye week. Then you got to go up to Green Bay. You got a tough opponent against Green Bay. But I think they match up a little bit better um, against Green Bay than they do uh, the Niners. But they have to. you have to win that game, right? Like, you have a chance. If you beat Green Bay, you have a chance to find your way into first place if you do it the way you need it, what needs to be done. But they got to find a way to win. And right now, they're not finding those ways. Well, they've been manhandled, you know, like you said, two weeks in a row by the Titans and the 49ers. And the 49ers nearly doubled their time of possession. It was 39 <laughs> minutes to 20 minutes. And, I, you know, Debo Samuel is uh, so fun to watch. And they just they got Deboed, man. You know, you heard him but talk just, about it. But this is the thing, though, and this is and I and I said that, and I have to tell you this: what's the purpose? And I and I've said that, I said this on our broadcast. What's the purpose of having Jalen Ramsey if you're not going to utilize him to cover the second leading receiver in the National Football League? Right? Like sometimes we 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 can't overcoach it. We got to simplify it. And I think that's what Wade Phillips did so well for this defense to kind of get him back on track. They simplify things. Jalen, you're covering the number one guy. Forget the, the 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 concept of the defense. We're putting you on him. Everyone else has to play around you. Um, and they didn't do that. They kept Jalen in, in the slot, covering guys that weren't getting the ball. And all literally, do you know who he threw the ball to? Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Literally, I think one other guy caught one other pass. That was it. Like that to me is like okay, we're gonna take away Debo Samuel and take away George Kittle and force you to throw to everyone else. Yeah, it is. It is pretty amazing when you look at. Uh, I mean, Ayuk had three catches, but beyond that, uh, use Jack and Jennings had one apiece. So you're right. It was it was five to Debo, it was five to Kittle, and it was three to Ayuk. I would I would let I listen. This is the so this is the Patriots way. You want to hear the you want to hear the Patriots way. This is when and everyone. It's so funny. It's so simple. Bill Belichick is going to take away what you do best. Then he's going to take away your second thing, and then he's going to he'll say we'll lose if you're if you beat us. What's your third option? Right. That's how you like that's that's how you play defense. If Debo Samuel is your number one option, okay, we're gonna stop that. 
if Kittle is your second option, we're going to stop that. Now, if Brandon Ayuk beats us, you know what? Kudos to them. They did a great job. But you can't let Debo Samuel and George Kittle beat you. You can't do that. Do you think that Odell can be more substance than Sizzle? Or at this point in the season, trying to pick up an offense midway through, will that be impossible? So I think the Odell move was made more for January than it was for right now. And I think the same with Von Miller. These moves aren't to win right now. Um, these moves were made to find a way to, you know, have some firepower, have some some more like pizzazz in the playoffs when you need it, right? If you notice, they couldn't cover Odell one-on-one. The Niners were trying to lock him up. He was open every time. Even on that interception that that Stafford threw to him down the field, Odell was open on the left, on the left uh sideline. But Stafford threw it to the middle of the field, which I don't know why. Um, so he still has the juice. He still has it in, in an offense where you can he can learn this week and you can get a little bit more involved. It's only all it's going to do is force teams that, okay, now who do we have to stop? Right. Like if they had Robert Woods, if they had, um, if they had Robert Woods, who do you have to stop? Tyler Higby now? Is that going to be the guy you're going to let beat you? Is it going to be, you know, Cooper Cup, Odell? Like, so to me, it's they got some, uh, they got some things they got to deal with, uh, with him. And once he gets going and as the season goes on, he'll pick up the whole offense. He's a very smart player. Um, and the offense that they run is very similar to what Cleveland Browns run, right? But they just run out of a different personnel. I think Odell, you'll see Odell really shine. I, I think sometimes people, especially in football, tend to make picking up an offense. I know it's like learning a foreign language more complicated than it really is sometimes, especially when there are similarities in offenses. How long realistically will it take Odell to become proficient in a, in a new offense? Is it a situation where when he's in there a month from now, you still can only use 50% of the playbook? No, 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 no. I, I think, I think each week they're going to add more and more to his plate. Right. And like I said, this is a more of a, this is a January move more than it is a November right. move. Right. So if you think about it, you have at least what, six more weeks left, seven more weeks to play in seven weeks. You can pretty much put in the whole playbook. Right. Like it takes you, it takes you normally four weeks to install a playbook. So he's going to get bits and pieces of it each week and they'll add more and more to his plate and they'll work with them. But I think by the time everything goes, he'll be a, a fixture in the offense, probably like three or four weeks. He'll be a fixture in the offense and you'll see a lot of what, what they want to do. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with uh, game picks with MJD. Let me tell you about my friends at Vaco. Vaco is how organizations get the kind of talent solutions they really need, whether it's bringing in a team to solve a specific business issue or finding their next team member. Only Vaco brings a head start, a new perspective, and a real commitment. And now they're looking for you to join their team. If you're either an experienced accounting and finance professional or a skilled techie in search of a new career opportunity, Vaco wants to hear from you. With a national and global presence and a culture built on freedom and autonomy, it's no surprise that Vaco has been named one of Inc. Magazine's fastest-growing private companies over the past 15 years now. What are you waiting for? Professional adventure awaits. Apply today at vaco.com slash helipod. That's V-A-C-O dot com slash helipod. 
Greens Plus, a leader since 1989. They created the first ever blended green superfood powder, and they're the first company to put that into a bar. Greens Plus bars and powders taste great, and they're the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get the nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic, gluten-free, premium green superfoods. It's at Whole Foods. You can get it on Amazon, or I recommend you go to their website, greensplus.com. You're going to get free shipping. And with the promo code HELLIE, that's H-E-L-L-I-E, you get 20% off today. I like the Wild Berry Superfood Powder. Their uh, protein powders are excellent. And the natural protein bars, uh, my favorite as well. With that, let's get it going. Back to our game picks with MJD. All right, Maurice, last week you were three and two. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I was four and one. So uh, I what, missed, what, games did, what games did I miss? Um, you missed the first two on the pick list. I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me let me look it up. But uh, I missed Kansas City, Las Vegas. Yeah. You, you got that one right. Um, I, I quit the Chiefs one week too early. I, I did. So overall in the season, you have a narrow lead, my friend. You're 32 <laughs> and 24. Great I'm, number. 31 and 25. I knew you would like that number. Um, and we're going to start with the game that uh, we went into earlier. Washington football team, three and six at the Panthers, five and five now. Panthers are three and a half point favorite. Uh, this is Ron Rivera's homecoming game. Carolina won for the third time this season last week as an outright dog pounding the Cardinals. Cam's going to start this one if everything goes as expected. McCaffrey's back healthy, 23 touches, 161 scrimmage yards last week. The football team coming off their most complete game of the season in that win over the Bucks. They did lose Chase Young to an ACL. I know he's been getting double teamed. I know he's a tremendous talent, but he, he really wasn't producing a ton this year. Uh, the over under 43 and a half. That's the lowest total of the weekend and sharp money coming in on Carolina. So what do you think here, MJD? I'm taking Carolina in this one. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think Cam, like I said before, he brings just different things. He brings a physicalness to their offense, a physicality. He's, he, he makes their offense multidimensional where you have to account for the quarterback. Um, and his energy is just infectious. And then on top of that, the Panthers defense doesn't get enough credit for what, what kind of – problems they've been for teams this year they've dominated teams defensively this year um and they just don't get enough credit for it and to me with McCaffrey being healthy Robbie Anderson now touching the ball like it, everyone's starting to get into this thing and, and to me that's what makes them dangerous I like the Panthers in this one all right everything you're saying makes sense um I'm going Washington football team not because I'm a homer but uh, I can't believe I'm saying this but I think at the moment I have more confidence in Taylor Heineke than I do in Cam. Well, this is, and then let me say this. Heineke is a streaky person. He can get hot. He is very. And he can be cold. He's been cold most of the year. I don't know what it was against the Bucs. He just got hot maybe because they beat him last year in the playoffs. But I don't know if he can sustain that, that hotness that he had last week. So we'll see. All right. So you're going Carolina. Uh, I'm going 24-17 Washington football team. 
Um, I looked up, you asked me what two you got wrong last week. Well, I'm typing in who you're, who you're picking here. Uh, you are going Carolina. Uh, last week, where did you go wrong? You went wrong uh, picking New Orleans over the Titans. Yeah, well, that was wrong. And uh, you picked Cleveland over New England. And they yeah. just got punched right in the Yeah, I, well, this it goes back to me telling y'all how good Baker w- is not. Wait, That's wait. all I'm saying. Okay. Well, fair. I should have never went. I said, well, we picked this too before Nick Chubb got COVID. So that's my other issue. That's the other thing. Okay. All right. Excuses. Just remember, put that out there. Excuses. Yeah. Put that out there. All right. Cowboys seven and two at the Chiefs six and four. Chiefs at home again, two and a half point favorites. Both teams kind of back to where we thought they were supposed to be last week. Uh, KC just mushed Vegas, 516 yards of total offense. 406 of those from Patrick Mahomes' arms or arm. Uh, he didn't throw with both arms. Uh, he he, did throw. he threw with the left one. He did, did throw he with throw the left lefty? one one time. Yeah, he did. All right, fair. From his arms then. Uh, Cowboys just cooked the Falcons, man. Dak was really good. Uh, Zeke ran for a couple of touchdowns. And the defense held Atlanta to 214 yards. This is anticipated to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. The total set at 55. I think Kansas City is going to keep rolling here. I think they have some momentum. Um, I, I can see him reeling off three, four wins in a row, uh, and it's going to be a barn burner. Thirty-five, thirty is how I have this one ending up. Kansas City. Yeah, I, I like that one. I, I like Kansas City as well in this one. I think they're. I think they're getting back to what they were. Um, again, like I said, I, I, Dallas is a really good team, but this is the same defensive scheme that they've they faced, right? And Dallas likes to play a lot of man. I'd like to play a little bit more man to man than than the Raiders do, so we'll see how that pans out with all this speed out there. Um, but you know, really, at the end of the day, it comes down to you know who's going to have the ball last. And to me, we said this beforehand, Dan, that if Kansas City was a seventh seed in the AFC playoffs, it was a team that you didn't want to see because they can get mm-hmm. hot at any time. I think right now they've gotten hot and they're starting to heat up, and uh, I think they may go on a run here that's going to be legendary. Well, I think you and I are on the same page for once, my friend. That is, uh, that's good to see. Colts five and five at the Bills six and three. Buffalo favored by seven. Uh, Bills bounce back from that loss against the uh, Jaguars by just pounding the Jets. No big surprise there. Stefan Diggs, our guy, our helipod guest, yeah. breakout game, eight catches, 162 yards. I know Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in football when Derrick Henry is on the shelf but I love this Bills defense. It's top three against the run in the pass. Buffalo, just a better football team here. A lot of points expected to be scored. 51, the second highest total of the weekend. You're shaking your head. I got Bills uh, right on the number here, 28-21. Yeah, I, I I got the Bills winning because I don't, I don't trust Carson Wentz. I, I'm nervous about Carson Wentz. And we always talk about – you know, when you when the teams are evenly matched, you always go with the quarterback, right? We go with which one is better. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, even though the the Bills can't run the ball, they haven't been able to run the ball. Um, Josh Allen's arm is a little bit and decision making is a little bit better than Carson Wentz. And uh that Bills defense has been, I mean, they don't get enough credit. They've been one of if not the top, one of the top defenses in the National Football League, and they make everyone look pedestrian. I mean, from whoever the whoever you thought was really good, if they play the Bills, they're pedestrian. I mean, it's it, it's it's one of those things. So 
I, I like the Bills uh, in this one, and I think uh, I think they're going to really show out. Yeah, we've talked about that uh, Bills defense before. They're just so sound on every single level. Um, all right, Bengals at the Raiders. Uh, Cincinnati is favored by one. Um, both teams have lost two in a row. Since he had a bye week to kind of get things corrected after getting dominated by the Browns. And the thing for Cincinnati, and I think this is really common with you know, teams that aren't great football teams is that as the quarterback goes, so goes your game, right? So Joe Burrow and wins 13 touchdown passes, three interceptions, losses, seven touchdown passes, eight interceptions. Um, I think Cincinnati's a good football team, not a great football team right now. Common sense tells me the Raiders annual second half swoon has arrived, right? You know, they've lost a couple in a row. I do not see them folding up shop for good. I want to state that. I just don't see them winning this week against the Bengals. I'm picking Cincy here to win by one 23-22. Yeah, this, is, this was a tough I've been going back and forth on this one all week. Like, whew, I don't know. When you look at Cincinnati, Jamar Chase is playing really well. You have Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. I mean, you got guys out there. Joe, we talked about you just talked about Joe Burrow. But then I look at the Raiders and I look at their defense and, the, and their pass rush, right? And I think that's the the one thing Miles Garrett in that Browns game got to Burrow quickly, and it, it, it affected him. Um, when I look at the other side, I Darren Waller, who's going to cover him, right? Brian uh, Brian Edwards has showed up; he's playing better. Um, so those are the things that I'm like, okay. Like, and the, with all that being said, I, I'm going to, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be one of those like barn burners where you got to score to win. And I think the Raiders are going to find a way to pull this one out. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. Interesting. In terms of the both defenses, they're both in terms of yards allowed per game. They're, they're pretty close. Uh, Raiders allowing 360 yards per game and since he, uh, allowing 361 kind of right in the middle of the uh, the NFL pack there. So, all right, hold on. I, you said you, you're picking the Raiders? Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders. Oh, good. I'm glad we differ on one. Thank goodness. All right, Cardinals and the Seahawks. Uh, Cardinals, eight and two. Seahawks, three and six. Cardinals favored by two and a half on the road. As we know, Seattle, an extremely tough place to play. Uh, but, and Kyler's coming back. Seahawks struggling. There's been no offensive cohesion. I don't think for Seattle in the last five weeks, right outside of that win over Jacksonville, Russell's been gone, right? He's back now. He was shut out for the first time in his career. First time as a pro against the Packers didn't score a single point. Shout out to defensive coordinator, Joe Barry for the Packers getting it going there without two of his best players on defense. We're past the halfway point of the season, MJD. And the only team with a worse record than Seattle in the NFC is Detroit. I mean, that is gross. The Hawks are struggling. I know they've been without Russell, dude. But that, that's a that's not that's not but that's a lot. Russ is that their offense. That's terrible. Listen, terrible. So you're taking the Cardinals, right? Yes. I'm taking the Seahawks. 
What? And I'm going to tell you why I'm taking the Seahawks. Oh. I'm taking the Seahawks because their defense is playing really well right now. Not only, yeah, they got shut out, but their defense kept them in the game. It was 3-0 until the fourth quarter. Valid point. Right? So the defense is playing better. You know Russ was going to struggle in his first game back. Everyone struggles coming off a month. You got to get acclimated. He was he had guys open. He missed a couple throws, right? I don't expect him missing throws. And this is the thing. They have to win. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a difference. Arizona, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to go out there. Kyler Murray said his, his ankle's pretty close, right? He's pretty close. Okay, like, that's fine. But it's different than when I have to. I have to eat, okay? is That's different than saying, ah, maybe I'll go get Uber Eats or something or – Maybe uh, I'll go to this place. I'll go to the 900 club. No, no. It's a different mentality. And I think the Seahawks understand that they, they, they can make a run at this thing and get in, but you have to make a run and it's starting right now. And I like the Seahawks. I like Russell Wilson, um, DK Metcalf. I like the fight that I saw on DK Metcalf during that game. I mean, that stuff is, is going to resonate throughout. I, I think that they'll, they'll bounce back. And they'll bounce back in a big way, knocking off the Cardinals. Bold prediction from one MJD. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That's my upset alert. Thinking about you if that actually comes to fruition. All right. Final game. Steelers at the Chargers. Chargers favored by five and a half. Uh, The Justin Herbert regression that uh, we've all been waiting for has happened a little bit. He's looked kind of average in their last three losses. Um that being said, we don't know if Big Ben's going to be back for the Steelers. They're coming off that gross tie with Detroit. Mason Rudolph filled in. Uh, may have to do it again. Minka Fitzpatrick now on the COVID list for Pittsburgh. That's a big deal. Um, listen, it's it's in L.A. I like the Chargers. They're, they're a better football team. And with the uncertainty surrounding Ben, uh, I don't have a ton of faith in uh, Mason Rudolph being able to go out there and do the job. I don't think they're turning to Dwayne Haskins anytime soon. Um, Chargers, Chargers are a good football team. They just haven't, they haven't really put it together in the last month. Um, but remember how we were talking about them a month ago, right? Like potential Super Bowl team. So that didn't all just go away. It's not like they have a bunch of guys banged up. No, no, no. COVID. The, the, you, listen, there, there hasn't been a backup behind Ben, and I don't know how long. Mason Rudolph has played, and he, we, he's shown that he hasn't been that guy. Yet they, they refuse to find someone better right, to come in and, and be a backup. Uh, and then with Minka being out, you, you're pretty much the quarterback of your offense, and now the quarterback of your defense is out, right? Minka's a guy, he plays all over the field for that Steelers defense. He's They traded, a, the, what, their first overall pick to get him over there, right? So he's been a monster for him. And not to have him there, T.J. Watts banged up. He's He, bang, he got banged up in that Lions game, I think, with a knee or a knee, arm, hand or something. Like, it just – they're just beat up right now. And and then traveling all the way out West to play the chargers uh, who's they've banged up in their own right, but they can score points and that's going to be a concern. And not only can they score points, they have a defensive end that can get to the quarterback as well. So it's going to be one of those ones. I, you know what? I just now thought of this. This is two of the household names in the NFL going at it. The Boses versus the Watts, right? Yeah. Right. Two, two, the, hey, these are household names now in the national football league going at it you know two brothers are in the league and then three with the watts like it's gonna be this is gonna be a good game but i just think the Chargers have too much for them and i think they just they're just catching the pittsburgh Steelers at the right time yeah i think i think you're right so we differ on a couple of them and your bold prediction 
uh, Seattle over Arizona. I'll make sure this uh, gets out on Twitter and everybody hears about uh, you just pooping on the Cardinals. I'm not pooping on them. I mean, listen, and to make sure this is stated too, well, you, you won't because you're going to make it sound like bad, but <laughs> the same way Russell struggled coming off of injury, guess who else is going to struggle come off an injury? And he can't run. He ain't going to be able to run like he was able to. Kyler, he's not going to be able to run like that. He's coming off an ankle injury. So right. I just think I just think Seattle may have some form this week, man. Uh oh, spaghettios. Well, that's why you uh you are the analyst and the professional. Uh a pleasure as always, my friend. Enjoy the Washington State Arizona call. I will on Friday. I have a uh, a Maryland Hofstra basketball game on Friday, so maybe we'll be on TV around the same time. Oh, well, good luck with all that, man. Thanks, so buddy. Get, I listen, while you're texting, I'm getting I'm getting like conversations to try to do stuff. I don't I there's too many requests right now. This podcast got us hot, man. We buzzing right now. You're 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 a wanted commodity, my friend. I appreciate no. you still taking the time to do this for the little people. No, no, no. This is this is comes first, and everyone else is trying to talk. You're the man. Um, all right, buddy. Good luck on the call, and I will uh I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll hit you up. See you, man. Bye. Yeah.